I'm Taylor. And I'm Mackenzie. And, and we're, we're twins. twins. I like starting things and sometimes finishing them. And I love talking about television, which made us want to deep dive into TV pilots. So join us each week as we analyze, dissect, and possibly even enjoy some of television's greatest opening episodes in From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. Welcome to From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie, where we talk about a different TV pilot every week. This week we're talking about the pilot of a famous Canadian-produced show with a scandalously named title, which is why we're giving this disclaimer right now. It is spelled S-C-H-I-T-T dollar sign Creek, otherwise known as, here's your time to pause, Shit's Creek. And though the pilot is our main subject of discussion today, as always, there will be spoilers for the rest of the series. So let's begin. Should I get a air horn or a vuvuzela and like yes. do it in the recording booth? I think it I think would, that would be sound really good. Excessively loud, and it would match my level of excitement about this pilot because I love this show. I'm very excited to hear that, Mackenzie. Wait, let me just quickly say: Is this a show that you've watched? No, this was my first time watching <gasps> S-C-H-I-T-T-S dollar sign creek. Just kidding. I won't say that the whole time. It was my first time and now I'm in love and I see why I'm, I'm just late to this game of awesomeness. I'm super It's never excited. too late for now. Before we get off track, let me just say for any first time listeners, the structure of our episode today, we're going to spend the first half chatting about the pilot itself, our five key storylines and the second half going over our five key questions that help us discuss the show's concept, stars, and potential. We also will answer a very important question today. How do you decide on the name of each of your wigs? I don't have any. Mackenzie, do you own any wigs? Um, I own one from a Halloween store, and it's a Khaleesi wig because, you know, <laughs> I'm one of those girls yes. who is dressed up yes. like Daenerys Targaryen, but I look real good, and I'll probably post it on our socials because... It was amazing. Um, that's my only wig, though. Do you own a wig? Can you say her name one more time? Khaleesi or Daenerys Targaryen? Daenerys? I'm sorry. Is it Daenerys? I didn't <laughs> I didn't read the books. Okay. I don't mean to Daenerys shame you, but... Whoa. I don't know. I have, I'm just a nerd. I have a beanie I'm baby a dragon. I have a beanie baby dragon, so I feel like <laughs> I win here. Okay? He sits on my shoulder. You do win. Drogon's going to throw some fire at you right now all right i should know not to challenge the mother of dragons okay. i will i will wear it when we record that pilot okay <laughs> oh heck yeah before we get into the episode i must bring up a stunning uh not a retraction from last week but an omission my wife reminded me that 24 is the reason that we got together without 24 and jack bauer i would not have my wife or my son oh my word how did you forget that lorian are you okay well when i think about how we met i think of this moment across the campus dining hall when our eyes met and she ate Aww. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich so wonderfully you just had to cutely have i don't know yeah. i just had to have her <laughs> but yes we watched 24 in the dorm room of a mutual friend and after it ended we were the only two who lived on the opposite side of campus so I'd be like, oh, should we walk back together? Maybe I'll protect you from monsters and thieves, you know? Or terrorists. And we had a little. Or terrorists. That's a good point. I'm sure we were more afraid of terrorists after watching this yeah. show. It didn't lead to, like, slight hand-holding or anything cute like that, but it did set us off upon our relationship. Well, it's beautiful that this show brought you together. 
Thanks, 24. I'm glad to have her as my sister-in-law. Thank you, Jack Bauer. Doing so much good for the world. Well, back to the show at hand. What's in a name, huh? It aired January 13th, 2015, and it was created by some cute little guys, Dan and Eugene Levy. Spoiler alert, they're related. So this is our second family show. That's impressive. This is just a theme, guys, and we didn't even wow. try. You you asked me earlier, I have not seen the show besides watching the pilot now. Mm-hmm. How did you come to this show? I think I started it either late 2019 or early 2020. Like it was, I know that I finished it within quarantine so it was, it's pretty recent but i have seen all the episodes that are on netflix not the last season because that's not out yet on netflix and i don't want to pay some canadian are you just trying to find it. you're trying to find a dig at canadians we like canadians okay <laughs> we have some good I friends do, who are canadians yes. we watched the first season and then i wasn't that interested and then my wife watched the whole series without me the rest because i wasn't that interested and then eventually I rewatched it with her and I ate my words and I they were bitter because it's fantastic and I feel like a okay. fool. So I feel like I was just behind the times and I knew it was a great show and I, I've seen all the memes and the <laughs> gifts and so maybe none of this concept of the show is going to be a surprise to me because I have, I've enjoyed the gifts but now I will enjoy them even yes. more because of Moira and her wigs. So let's give a quick plot summary I'm going to take a stab at it it. here. After a business partner steals their money, the exceedingly wealthy Rose family is left with almost nothing to their name. Their only remaining asset? A left-for-dead town that the father bought as a joke. Is that a wealth flex? Definitely. And and we'll talk about it, but the idea of buying a town is just ridiculous. So, All right, Mackenzie, as we have done in the past, let's start off by talking about how the episode sets its tone, what it presents to viewers right off the bat. Scene one. Now, this was your only experience with the show, and I have all these warm memories from later seasons. So watching the pilot, I could definitely tell that I was wearing rose-colored glasses a bit, and I'm very interested to know. Did you hear what a pun that is? (gasps) Rose-colored glasses? The family's name is Rose? Taylor! That was amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for pointing that out. You're welcome. But as I was saying, I would really uh, like to know your virgin take on this episode. Scene one. I'm just going to ignore that I don't love that phrase. Okay. I love that it opens on their epic house slash estate. You get literally a glimpse of like, it's got a giant pool and how there are houses on houses on this place. And then you see the inside and a housekeeper opens the door to the IRS and immediately they're like getting repoed. And we don't know exactly why yet. Um, but it just felt like the perfect view of who they're going to be in this show when you see each family member, the, the main four family members, lined up and their reactions to all their stuff being taken away from them. I was already on board. I'm not going to lie. Okay, okay. I don't remember the first time I watched this, like this scene even happening, maybe because I was so uninterested. I was, just, I was on my phone or something. But I will say upon the rewatch, Looking at the family portrait, the giant family portrait of them. Oh my gosh. Mm. It's going to come back in the series and it's real Ooh, good. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Well, I did think it, that was such a like mwah, chef's kiss of a moment because they're all sitting there devastated on the couch and then someone literally lifts up the portrait <laughs> and takes it away from behind them like, see, your whole life is being taken from you. And I will just quickly run down that Moira was screaming Johnny is calming her down. Their daughter Alexis is on the phone with her boyfriend. And David is just yelling a ton of dramatic things. And 
I I was into it. Now, do you have an oil painting of your family? Behind closed doors? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds... <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to edit that part out, right? We'll see. <laughs> or not. Um, I would, I would <laughs> that kinda... was supposed to be a joke. That was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> I would kind of love to have an oil painting of my family. Like, I wouldn't pay a lot to commission it, but maybe I could get a friend who dabbles in art to... We we just need Emily Gilmore to commission one for you, a la Rory Gilmore. Um, no, I think it can only be allowed if you're all looking out like into a different direction. True. You know, you're no one. No one's looking at the camera. Your eyes are all looking somewhere, and maybe there's like a flying pizza, and like it's really fancy, but then you're looking at something stupidly austere, like a like a flying pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the production history for the show. You mentioned that Dan Levy is Eugene Levy's son. I don't think I'd ever heard of Dan before this. And I don't I don't know if he was a star before this. So, I mean, Eugene Levy is is the father in the show and just so famous and rightly so. But yeah, I hadn't seen Dan, his son, before. Yeah, his eyebrows. I'm so glad that Dan has not fully embraced his father's eyebrows, but kept his eyebrows large enough to carry the family torch. I agree. And like, if that's going to be your only inheritance, let's say you get no money, but you just get the eyebrows. I say you take them. <laughs> they, they are a wealthy, they are a heavy, wonderful, weighty inheritance, <laughs> those eyebrows. Upon reading, I found that Dan Levy thought the show up. He was watching some reality TV and wondered what would happen if, like, say the Kardashians did lose all their money. Would they remain Ooh. the same people or would their lives fall apart? That is a great question. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned, it's a family show. The lesser known Levy, so we have Dan Levy, Eugene Levy, and then Eugene's daughter, whose name I am blanking on. Twyla? Yeah. Guys, I shouldn't know that, but I... She she comes up in the episode for like one minute as the waitress, and I definitely Googled. But you know, I caught it because they have the same amazing cheekbones, all oh, three of yeah. them. Twyla yes. does... She is a mainstay of the series, which is nice. Okay. If her and anyone in the family end up having a romantic tryst, I'm going to go, but it's fine. But this is not Game of Thrones, people. Now, this was almost even more of a family affair. Uh, Chris Elliott, who plays Roland Shit. Boo. Sorry, we'll get there. His daughter, Abby, who was on SNL and has had success elsewhere, um, was oh. desired as the first actress to play Alexis, but was not able to take the part. So that would have been very interesting if there were two families working yeah. together. Yeah, little family crew. Mm -hmm. Let's get into these key storylines. And we have four and a half or five today. We'll see what happens. <laughs> now, Taylor, I might need you to explain this first one to me. The first one is the Rose family finances. This is the beginning of the show. What happened here? Yes, yeah, so as I mentioned, I thought this was as an Arrested Development knockoff so i assumed that these people were criminals and even after watching the show the first time i didn't catch this and i since they're annoying grading people i assumed that they were criminals in some way but it apparently their business manager partner for their family video store which was a large video chain Ooh. um how are they still making money with a video store? I hope they've diversified into new products, but that is a great question. <laughs> That's neither here nor there, I guess. They had a lot of money, so they're doing just yes. fine. 
their business partner. He embezzled, didn't pay taxes. It's a bit vague, but yes, everything is gone. I did wonder after watching it this time if the writers thought about putting in more to differentiate from Arrested Development's pilot to show that this just wasn't the story of a wealthy family who lost everything, you know. They do gloss over it a little bit. The amount of lament happening now when I when I look back and know that this is a surprise to them because it, it comes as a complete shock. Mm. You, you see that in the dialogue and in the way they're acting. The, the screaming and uh, lamenting seem, you know, appropriate if you had no idea that your life was about to get turned upside down. So there is that. But also, True. if you were that crazy and on a reality show, you'd be screaming anyway. <laughs> so they could have made it more clear because I literally, I had to rewind that part to watch it again and make sure that I heard it right, that it wasn't them and it was somebody else. Which is not so what you want. Maybe they wanted us guessing. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think unless you're lost, you don't really want people guessing as to what happened in your plot. We will get through all of these a bit quicker than normal as it's a bit of a bare bones show. So moving on to Q's storyline number two, moving to Shit's Creek. Uh, the family discovers that the only asset they have left is the ownership of this town, Shit's Creek, in a location, which is kept vague. I think a couple years ago, Eugene Levy said that it was somewhere in Canada but they never mentioned specifically maybe they wanted everyone to believe that Schitt's Creek was just outside of, or, you know, somewhere in their own state or something like that. But they arrive at a motel in the town and move in and discover the depths to which they have been reduced. Well, when they move in, what's fun is that the first couple of scenes are really just one long reaction for each of them reacting to what this town is and this motel, not hotel, as is clarified many times, what it actually is like to live there. So we're going to play a couple of sound bites because we're not going to do them justice as to what happens when they first come into this little motel. Children, keep an eye on these bags. Apparently in hell there's no bellman. Yes, it's never a good idea to do a Moira Rose impression. It's fun to think about doing, but Catherine O'Hara... The fact that this isn't any one accent, it's, no. <laughs> it's so hard to replicate. It's just its just her voice when you're used to having a bellman all of the time. I love that that's her version of hell. Yes. It's just not having a bellman. I'm like, well, sister, let me tell you, real life, it actually sucks. Well, I mean, it is a beautiful turn of phrase. It kind of sounds like a an epigraph or something you might put on a gravestone, but I don't know why you do that. You could sew it on a pillow. <laughs> I really like that idea. I would not be surprised if you can buy many Moira Rose quote pillows on Etsy. Moira also says, Please, someone just give me a key to a door, to a room, any room. I just want a bathtub and a long extension cord, please. And that really uh, about sums it up. Listen, I watched this episode twice, and the first time I was like, is she sad so she wants to get in the tub and like watch Netflix and there's no outlets because because it's a crappy motel and there's not enough outlets. And then when I watched it again, I was like, oh, this went dark and I love it. Not the not the killing yourself through, you know, electrocution. Just Moira, she's in hell and now she is, you know, wanting to fry herself. I There's so many layers. I think I'm going to like her. You definitely will. Well, the other thing I wanted to bring up about this move into Schitt's Creek and the motel is the sibling relationship that is shown between Alexis and David. It is petty and just amazing. 
And I hope it's nothing like our sibling relationship, is it? I assume that our twins for the episode are just Alexis and David, since our relationship is a carbon copy of theirs, right? I want you to get murdered first, so... <laughs> you shut up. No, you shut up. It's just great. And this this makes me excited to see how their relationship will develop or what happens between them, because it's like watching four-year-old twins or something try to fight over a toy. I, I loved it. And I didn't think I would love it in different characters in a different way. It, that would be very annoying. And I loved it somehow so much yes we are phil and lil and they are more like just a couple of angelicas mm-hmm. there you go i she just wants her cookie <laughs> cookie <laughs> <laughs> oh good cut good cut so moving on to key storyline number three this isn't really important to this show the larger show at all um, but alexis's relationship with stavros alexis wants to leave the motel go move in with stavros and resume her jet-setting lifestyle i have to say it's the perfect name for an you know a boyfriend who's an heir do i don't know what type of what company of heir he is from maybe we'll have to find that out as we go along here but i'm like stavros that's just that's who she would be with while it is a forgettable subplot it does lead to what is my favorite part of the whole episode which is alexis calling the motel and everything in the town cute (laughs) because she knows that she's going to be leaving Let's do one more Moira quote real quick. I actually think this place is kind of cute. Did you say cute? No, Alexis. Martha Stewart's Hampton home is cute. It's pure gold. I wonder how many writers it takes to come up with each one of these zingers. It would be extremely fun. It would be cathartic. Maybe they're working something out by creating this character and these quotes. I feel like this Martha Stewart's Hampton's home quote is, it's just such a flex <laughs> like you you are that filthy rich that's actually in your vocabulary and of course th- there's something in me that knows that moira knows she's being a little bit <laughs> facetious however the fact that she has seen houses bigger than that i'm like what it was it was an amazing flex to me and alexis's idea that she can just get out of here and, and fly away it, it's like when you're you know gonna go on vacation and you're like i can handle this job for one more day and, you know, because yes. you know you're flying out Very of there. True. Little does she know, that ain't happening. Mm. Little did she know. Powerful line. Let me squeeze in one more quote, this time from Alexis. What kind of sociopath abandons her family in some vomit-soaked dump to gallivant around the world with her dumb shipping air loser boyfriend she's known for three months? Um, David... It will be four months next month. Oh my god. And... Mackenzie, is this too many quotes to do? This is going to be a problem because this show has so many good one-liners. It's like I can't... No, it's it will always be worth yeah, it. I, it's, it's hard to explain to anyone why this show is so good. Because you can't just recite all of these and expect someone to be like, Okay, yeah, you're right. I should watch this. Well, it's the it's the delivery. It's the quickness where sometimes like if you don't catch it, It'll pass mm-hmm. you by, but when you do in the context, it's amazing. I think it's why it shows like The Office and I think Parks and Rec for its quotability and Schitt's Creek as well, where you look back on the memes or the gifs and you you remember the joke of it and you just giggle and it can be 10 years later right. and you're, you're in bed scrolling and giggling. And that's why I cannot wait to watch more of this show and I will be texting you gifs <laughs> for the rest of our life. There so. is a moment, uh, season four or five, where Alexis 
perform something. I won't give away anything else, but before it happened, my wife paused the show and turns to me and says, Taylor, you will never be the same man again that you were before <laughs> seeing this. And she was oh right. It was life-changing. Wow. Yeah. Profound. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so excited to get to that point. <laughs> I, you are you were you getting text me very excited me for more. When you think that's happened. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I will. You know it. <laughs> will you move us into key storyline number four? Yes, and that is respecting Roland. You know what his last name is. I feel like I can't say it. Well, I don't want to lose our non-E rating, okay? <laughs> He's the guy who has the same name as the town, and he owns the motel, right? That's what we're thinking. Well, it is never stated in the pilot, but no, he does not. Okay. Well, he sure he's, is acting he's like it with that beer belly. Ugh. I don't I don't like that the rest of him is skinny except for the belly. I don't think that's how it works, but okay, whatever. <laughs> it made sense to me right away that Roland's whole character is just supposed to be unlikable. I'm curious your take on it because you've seen more of him than I have. I think you slowly become immune to him. Oh, gosh. He, he never becomes any more likable. I mean, every time that I'm on screen, I just expect terrible things, and I want it to be over. Okay, I good feel to like know. I'm rolling in <laughs> his last name, you know, as the, right. the pun goes. We can talk about this more at the end, but Chris Elliott, I mean, he's never likable in any role that he's, I've ever seen him in, at least. Like, he's not supposed to be likable as any character. And I'm just, is he too unlikable? Like, how many viewers turned the show off because they're like, oh, this guy, I just can't take yes. him. I very much agree with you, and in my mind, as I'm watching the pilot for the very first time, I'm like, okay, he really is the, he's the offset, he's the the polar opposite here of these people. The situation they find themselves in has to be shocking. Just his complete lack of social cues, and just taking a giant dump in their bathroom when he could totally go somewhere else. I mean, he's not leaving, he's watching TV, so I can see the device behind it but can i tell you the main thing i was thinking i was thinking about cutting his hair chris chris elliott i'm like okay if you cut his hair shave him like maybe he brushes his teeth and has a little bit of like under eye makeup could he would he look you know when you see really nasty people and they're like at an award show and you're like oh well you're you're fine looking so you are picturing a super hot version of chris elliott in your head right now well, no, I want you to go to bed trying there. to imagine the hottest version of Chris Elliott possible. Would you like me to vomit <laughs> on my pillow? I did love <laughs> I did love that it brings up a question that Moira just should not have asked. Is it absolutely <laughs> necessary for you to use the bathroom? Because oh either like yeah, there's no good answer to that question. <laughs> well, what did you think of him taking the doors out? So he takes the doors off of the motel because his dad this did this to him saying, you know, Privacy is earned or something similar. It is a classic power move, you know. Taking the door off. I mean, for the viewer, it shows that he should have no power over these people, but he does. And it shows that there's going to be these really annoying obstacles throughout the series, which there continue to be. Can I share my favorite quote that the doors brought? Mm -hmm. And I I will say it this time as Johnny Rose, okay? He tells Roland, I want the doors back before it gets dark. My son is afraid of moths. (sighs) It just laid, it made me love David so much more that I'm like, you know what? That's not him making an excuse. 
this is real. <laughs> David really is afraid of moss. From from all I know of him, I, I just love it. It's very it easy to imagine David's head darting around as he oh tries gosh, to avoid the moths flying around him. The eyebrows could probably save him, but there we go. <laughs> they would eat his his eyebrows off. It's we are now at our, our fifth storyline, which we're just, it's an amalgamation of a couple together. Towels, diamonds, and Stevie. What we're trying to say is that this is kind of a fairly bare pilot. They weren't doing a lot to try and pack in depth to the premise or the characters. I think part of that is is due to the fact that the characters are so well sketched that they don't need to waste time giving more backstory. But, I mean, there's these other characters like Absolutely. Stevie, who works at the motel, this little plot with David trying to get towels and Moira trying to find her diamonds. You know, they're things that happen in the pilot but aren't very important. Although it does give us Moira screaming as she searches for the diamonds. Hey, you are being super dramatic right now. Shut up and look for them! Watching her just scream and shriek as she opens her drawers, it just, it was so good. And I cannot imagine them shooting that scene without just losing their minds. I, I made a note as soon as I watched it. I'm like, I think I'm going to laugh every time she, she screams. And I really hope she screams more. There was also one moment that I literally rewinded when I watched it with my husband. It was Moira. She holds up a light bulb while she's looking for her diamonds and she puts it over her head and she makes this look like she's trying to get an idea and then she can't and so she just chucks it and it just, it was too good. And you know, even that, yes, of course, you get a light bulb, like that's not a new joke, but the way that Catherine O'Hara did it, her her mouth elongated, I mean, it, you guys, please go look at that. I will try to find a YouTube clip or something yeah. to include in our show notes because... It was magical. But yeah, that is basically the episode. Alexis is not no going off with Stavros. And she ain't going anywhere. This this is their new life for the time being with people who poop in your bathtub. And well, this is a slightly different part of our episode because I have not seen this show before. I haven't seen the whole thing. And from time to time, we are going to be going through some shows like this where one of us has seen it and the other one hasn't. And so maybe you can enlighten me just like Moira with her light bulb. <laughs> After watching it for the first time, my first question was, how will the character development happen from here? Or will it? I'm curious if this is going to be a show where it's different scenarios with these wonderfully sketched out characters, or if they actually grow. That is a good question for your first viewing. It did make me think of, there was a lot in my mind with Arrested Development since there's similarities to the premise, but you have characters in that show who are pretty static, even over five, hmm. six seasons. But the show got so much great comedy out of the characters not really changing for three years. I won't get into season four plus because Ooh. there's no debate that they were terrible. So as opposed to that series where the characters don't change and they kind of run out of hmm. comedy to, to fill later episodes, this show, it's sneaky. It's like, am I rooting for them to get better? Do I like these terrible versions of themselves? And you kind of just say yes to both and you watch them grow into a slightly better people but never losing who they were in the pilot which is amazing i wish you guys could see taylor's face it was like he was like lifting up a little butterfly as it comes out of its cocoon fly away well that makes me very excited 
I, I had the question of, is Roland the landlord guy going to be annoying this whole time? But you already answered that, so, you know, it's mm-hmm. fine, whatever. Uh, it, it helps the idea of how different life is for the Rose family, so I get it. My, my next question is, just quick yes or no on this one. Will Moira continue to scream? I hope so. She screams less, but she does scream <gasps> okay. both as a human and as a crow. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, know what I'm in for, but I love it. <laughs> I love that you don't know what that means. It's great. That is amazing. Okay, my final question is, will the clothing always be this amazing? That is a very good question. I wondered almost every episode, is this a joke about high fashion or is this just <laughs> high fashion? And I don't understand it, which is really the where you want to be. Could be either. I mean, David is, he's got to be overheating all the time because he's oh always wearing like black leather or sweaters that are so big and fluffy that... His chain necklace was so great in, in this mm. episode. I mean, Mora does wear, I think, like 25 different wigs throughout the series. Oh, my gosh. And they're all amazing. Well, that's amazing. Her, her makeup, her glasses, just everything was so good. I loved it. Now, I want to make sure that we do not miss our important question, which is, how do you decide on the name of each of your wigs? It's a good question. Will you fill in the context for me a little bit? Because this is something Moira would do, I think, so far. Well, if you haven't just watched the pilot along with us, there's a moment where she's packing up her wigs as the SEC is taking everything, and she's screaming, don't you put Jessica next to Catherine, (laughs) or something like that. Oh, I love it. And I can imagine, like, she has so many, like, I think 20 or 30 different wigs throughout the series, and many of them are very specific, like the Bernadette Peters, which just looks like Bernadette Peters. And I don't think she gives them, or, like, says their names out loud to the viewers but i'm just wondering if you're giving them personalities is it very easy to be like oh you you are a martha martha washington I i wonder if it's when she puts it on she's like i turn into jessica and this is my character because mm. she's an actress but then when she she puts it on and goes into whatever swanky gala or restaurant or whatever that's who she becomes what it was jessica and what i don't remember Catherine, maybe well, the only wig I've ever worn was an Elvis wig. Oh my god! On Halloween one year, did it make and you it feel like Elvis? did not look like Elvis. No, my jumpsuit did, but the wig was very big. It did. It wasn't very Elvisy. I will tell you what. When I wore my Khaleesi wig for Halloween, I would like flip that hair behind <laughs> my shoulders, and I turned into the Mother of Dragons. That whatever her whole long line of names is, Queen mm-hmm. of the whatever. I, I became her in that moment. So I'm assuming Moira just becomes this person whenever she puts it on. I think that is a very apt analysis, Mackenzie. There we go. Well, it is fun to know what you're in for. This is such a different dynamic Yay! from what we've done before. And I, I just want to get the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind surgery or whatever so that I can forget and experience it again anew. Well, you can experience it alongside of me as I send you memes and... All, to all <laughs> of you true. listening, if you haven't watched the show yet, then let's watch it together. Well, let's move into part number three. Usually it is part number two. Our key questions. Question number one, Mackenzie, does this pilot have a message? Listen, I'll be honest. I didn't write anything down for this question because there were some like silly ones floating around in my head. Like, well, if you're going to be somewhere terrible, at least wear great clothes or, uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's more to life if you get all your money taken away, but they haven't seen that yet. Uh, or mm-hmm. just, you know, make sure the bathroom window opens when you got to take a poo. I 
Oof. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know if this show will ever have a message. And in my mind, it didn't need to because these these actors and their characters were just very well done. So maybe that that is the message. I didn't write down anything either. Ooh. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna steal that from you and say the message is eyebrows and great character are enough. Amen. Something like that. With that, let me move on to number two, Mackenzie. Do they land the plane? Which again is a reference to Sully, Sully Sullenberger landing the plane on the Hudson. Ooh. Which he technically landed it, but no one, everyone was happy to be alive, but I'm sure no one was happy to be in the frigid frigid waters. So Mackenzie, is it good? Did they accomplish what they set out to do? Based on how many times I laughed out loud, I would absolutely say yes. I watched this literally two times in a row. Like I watched it and then my husband came in the room and said, are you watching the pilot? Because he loves this show. And we watched it literally, <laughs> started it over and watched it again. And even the the jokes that I knew coming, I just started cackling at. It it just carried so well immediately. And for somebody who literally had never seen the show before, I'm just so excited for more. So I really think they do. They landed that plane on a runway, not on the Hudson River. So it sounds like it was so smooth that passengers were just reading a book and didn't even realize they'd landed. Exactly. They were they were giggling. Impressive. There were there were wigs just floating into their lap from the perfect amount of air pressure. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question because as I said in my first viewing, I just didn't like the show. Hmm. And didn't want to continue. I'm like, how did so much change? Like it's not that they that things get better in later seasons and redeem you know season one right like with other shows that we just know like the office and parks and rec we know that season one wasn't as good and even going back to them now it's like i'll watch it but it wasn't as good and i won't enjoy it as much but re-watching this pilot i loved it and i don't know how i had those two reactions right. to the same thing so i i guess i have to say they did because it was so well put together you know being succinct with its characters and premise and and its one-liners as you mentioned and I don't know if I was just in the wrong headspace originally. You were judgmental but... of the eyebrows. I will say that the whole Roland thing, even after watching it just one time, I know that's not going away. It definitely, it's like, it's not my favorite. But I think everything else kind of makes up for that. And that feels like enough for me. So I wouldn't be surprised if for some people that was maybe a bit of a deal breaker upon watching the pilot or the first few episodes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking around for Catherine O'Hara screaming. So <laughs> key question number three, who is the breakout star? And you can't say the light bulb above Catherine O'Hara's head, okay? <laughs> so which character's face broke out in the most acting is what you're uh-huh. asking. Oh, I'm such a father. <laughs> um, joke. This is, as we mentioned before, there are kind of two answers to this question because you could say who has been the most successful or... Who really carried this in terms of who made me want to keep watching i think it was david like dan levy's tiny oh my gosh facial movements and hand movements you you can't no. write that and you can't the way that his, his head soul, moves in exasperation know? it's majestic <laughs> and i don't know maybe some of these actors have been in other things since that i am not aware of but i mean we have eugene levy and Catherine O'Hara who are already right. extremely famous do you know if Dan Levy has done anything I don't think else? so. And let's be honest, the show ended like a year ago. So he's he's doing just fine. Yeah. He was also my breakout star. He is like Hollywood's sweetheart now. 
he he has hosted things and I think he was on Casey Musgraves Christmas extravaganza which is like how do you even put these people together <laughs> just his social media following and his people just love this guy and and the memes I mean every newsletter I I am subscribed to every Instagram account I have seen gifts of him over and over and over again so I think this <laughs> this pop culture moment is perfect for for Dan and David you know together it really works out I I haven't watched the show yeah. you know beyond this but I know enough from being on the Googles that Dan's just a really great guy so I really wish him well and hope he gets to gets mm-hmm. to do more I'm excited to see more from him yeah I hope he understands the the positivity that he has Absolutely. put out into the world well Mackenzie here's the big one who is your twin in this I feel episode? like I've been waiting all my life for you to ask me this question um <laughs> you know every other time that I've answered this question I've been ashamed and this is the first time that I'm just so proud. It's Moira. She's my twin in the episode. I I remember watching her in the very opening scene. She is clutching her wig and sobbing in horror. And I just, I literally turned to Brian and I said, I feel known right now. I just, it was too good. Can I tell you the quote that, or maybe you'll know. Is there a quote that you think most most aptly fits why I would be Moira. Um, I, I don't right. know. Tell me. I'm going to play it for you right now. That can't stop. Stop. The world is falling apart around us, John, and I'm dying inside. Well, I'm feeling a little queasy myself. Listen, there's just never been a quote that has more aptly described me. You guys, this is not only the COVID quote of the year, and I'm sure has been played with like a dumpster on mm-hmm. fire, you know, um, behind it. Yeah. That's just kind of how I've operated my whole life. And I just was so happy to identify with her. I, I don't have as good as fashion. And I don't even have diamonds to, you know, hide in a Kleenex box. But her her dramatics, her her going as far to say that she's going to go electrocute herself. I mean... I wondered if you were going to bring up a certain family story in, nope. in nope. being Moira's twin nope. and I won't get into it <laughs> some of us we have to s- just what is it does it have it does involve a hairbrush it does involve a hairbrush when she was searching for her diamonds I, I I've moved past this like you are not the person you were back when you couldn't <laughs> find that hairbrush but when she was searching for those diamonds I was I just knew you were going to be her twin yes no, it's true. I couldn't find a hairbrush around. It was, guys, this was in peak tween age. Just the age where angst is on fleek. Can I say that? <laughs> when she was opening the drawers and screaming because it wasn't in that drawer, I literally had a flashback to me looking for that gosh darn hairbrush. That corn okay? dog and hairbrush. It, it was amazing. Can I, can I steal your time for one more second? Mm-hmm. Her character reminds me so much of Titus Andromedon from the unbreakable yes. Kimmy Schmidt. Both the quotes and the wig clutching. I just feel like Titus would clutch a wig just so hard. Ah, that's a good point. They are brothers from another mother, however you say that. So they're just the same character on two socioeconomic end, ends of the gamut. Yes, exactly. He, he says something ridiculous, you know, like bathing in macaroni and cheese. And she's <laughs> putting a light bulb above her head. I don't know. I think Tina Fey and Dan Levy had a little mind meld for those two characters oh, there. I would love for them if, to write a show together. If you want some quotable gifts, just look up Titus Andromedon and you will get many of them. 
<laughs> Taylor, who was your twin in the episode? I gotta say Roland blank. What? Because we're basically no. the same person. No. <laughs> that is a lie. Ugh. All right. Thank you. Yeah. It might. I can feel my tongue burning because that was just such an untruth. Some vomit in your throat. My twin is Johnny Rose. Yay! <laughs> why does that make you so happy? That's who I pick for you, and I have a reason why, and we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, he's the straight man. He is a people pleaser. I mean, listening to him try to get Roland out of their motel room. That's exactly how I would do it. Oh, my gosh. And if you knew me when I was 12, I wasn't as routinely as emotional as you but if i got really angry i would explode at people and say words just as johnny rose did so i i felt that for sure i literally wrote down taylor is that you when <laughs> he he you know is so calm and so nice and then he just yells the f word at roland to get out and i was like oh you you bottle it up for too long and it mm -hmm. comes out mm-hmm yeah, I really love where they go with him. They do show why he was successful as a businessman. It doesn't feel like so many shows where it's like, oh, why is this person rich? Like, they just seem like an right. idiot. And the eyebrows. I had some unibrow when I was younger. So I'm feeling some of the eyebrow weight. Certainly not as much as, as Eugene or Dan, but... They're, they're working in your favor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I think... The reason I was so excited that you were Johnny besides his explosion is because when Moira says that quote of the world falling apart and I'm dying inside, he just literally, he just calmly replies and almost brushes it off because this is just a normal reality for him. It's like he can't even hear her anymore. And he, I think he's like reading the paper in the diner and just kind of waves his hand around and just keeps on reading. And I'm like, oh, that is me and Taylor. I'm the one like freaking out and you have loved me for so long as your twin that you're just riding the wave with me man and you know it'll work out and that I will come down eventually so I, I saw a little of each other in that little cute relationship not that they're, they're married or not but you know that is it the made me difference. happy <laughs> yep well Mackenzie question number five let's wrap it up Woo! you are an executive at uh freeform is that okay. ABC Family's new... Is that what it's called? I don't know. So many people have bought so many networks. I don't okay. know anymore. Well, that's a name of a thing that I know. So you work at Freeform, and you are wearing a jumpsuit. Would you pick up this show? Can I wear a wig? Oh, yeah. You're definitely okay. wearing a wig. Thank you. All right. Cool. I'm planning your outfit already. I would absolutely pick up the show. There's just no question for me here because of the cast. I don't think they could have picked better partners than Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. And their pedigree, it's just something that, uh, it's, a, it's a bet I would go all in with. And mm. their characters are so well fleshed out, but you know that those two actors, you're, you're going to make so much money off this, it's going to get you what you want you know, as an executive when you're looking at it. It's not some unknowns that you're trying to convince people that they're funny even for for them alone and what they displayed in these characters that that would work out for me i would pick up this show and all the wigs so hard <laughs> and it, it also helps that i just laughed out i laughed out loud so many times and are you worried you, you about the wig budget more. though i mean what if yes. that sinks the show well 
then it went down in a beautiful way. <laughs> in a beautiful hairy mess. Okay, well, now you are wearing a leather jacket. Mm. And you have some awesome eyebrows just <laughs> attached to your eyebrow shelf. And, <laughs> I have uh, double eyebrows? Yeah, you have double eyebrows. They're just extra thick <laughs> to hold up all the Emmys you're about to win. Would yep. you pick up this show, Executive Taylor? Don't crucify me here. I would not pick up the show. Get out. <laughs> I'm basing this off of my initial reaction. Okay, that's you know, fair. Maybe I would decline it and then later they would come back and be like, well, give us another shot or something. And I would realize that the show is amazing. But I think that, as you mentioned, I would not get past Roland and the show would seem maybe a bit too slow and I wouldn't see the potential. So Taylor from earlier this year who watched it just wouldn't pick up the show. You'd, you'd be missing out on so much. Can I ask you, is there anything that you would want them to add or tweak or, you know, fill well, it more with? If they cut if they cut Roland, I'm sure that I would because everyone else is likable yes. enough that, that I would say, okay, as you mentioned, the weight of these actors is, is going to be enough. But I just had such a sour taste in my mouth i couldn't get past it taylor this is what i have to say about you not picking up this show i am personally offended you know that's a solid reply it hurts i mean it hurts me to 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 say this so i'm sure it's hurting i'll just you. throw all the emmys at you and see how you yeah. feel afterwards <laughs> it's fine <laughs> that's a great image well, um, can you think of anything that, as a, a new viewer, that I can look forward to in this show? Anything off the top of your head? Uh, cabaret, Ooh. apothecary, and open <laughs> mic. Okay. All right. I'll let you know mm -hmm. when we get there. And I would love to hear girl. from you. <gasps> Thank you. I feel like I should be like on a hill singing or dancing or something when I, <laughs> when I hear that from you. If you, as our listeners, have any favorite quotes or gifts memes send them our way we'd love to see them mm -hmm. well mcgillicuddy before we do our final wrap up let me play the theme song for next week's show this was a lot of fun i don't think it was a pile of blank creek or roland blank and I would hope that this has inspired many listeners to go watch the show if they haven't yet. But let's face it, this show is at the top of the charts. Are there charts? I don't know. I don't know. So I assume... There, there literally are. When you look up the best shows of the last decade, it makes almost every list. So... All right, Mackenzie, will you give us our goodbye? Thanks so much for listening this week. If you have enjoyed this show or you love Shit's Creek itself, share this episode with a friend. We would also love it if you would rate and review us on your favorite podcast playing app, and that actually helps people find our show. Thanks to those of you who have left ratings already. And we also want to let you know that you can find us at fromthetoppod.com, and all of our social media handles are there. Most of them are from the top pod, where you can find us maybe posting a GIF about Shit's Creek or finding more about me and Taylor, the shows we're going to do next, and deep diving on the episodes that we've already posted for you. We would also love for you to leave comments on our website or our social media posts about what series you want to see us tackle next, which pilots you want to hear us deep dive and dissect. So come join the From the Top family. We would love to have you join us. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. 
on From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie.